Hello and welcome to How to Record a Podcast from the Pod Farm. My name is Chris Robson and in this show we will be looking at everything you need to know to start your own podcast, including software and equipment, hosting and marketing, interviews with active podcasters and tips on how to achieve a successful show. In today's episode, we are back talking about microphones. And today we are going to be talking about connectors and cables. XLR and USB. When you are looking at what microphone to buy for podcasting, you will see a lot of things referred to as USB microphones. And if you want a basic, quite simple podcasting setup, I would say just stick to USB microphones that you can plug straight into your laptop, computer, whatever. But that does shut you off from a whole world of really great uh, you know, industry respected microphones, which are XLR microphones. And XLR is a three pin connection. So if you look down at it, the male XLR is like three pins and the female XLR is like three holes. And you know, when a male XLR and a female XLR love each other very much, that is how you plug in a lot of microphones in the audio industry. It's by far the most common way of connecting uh, microphones to equipment. When you see them, they're kind of like a thick round plug. It's kind of hard to explain, but just Google XLR and you'll probably have seen them at some point. The Shure SM58 that I mentioned last week is an XLR microphone. And yeah, outside of like home podcasting and home studios, this is by far the more common thing that you're going to see. When it comes to home setups, USB microphones have become a lot more popular, which is completely understandable because with XLRs, there comes like other equipment that you need. So generally speaking, XLR microphones and XLR leads are going to get you better sound than a USB microphone, if that is something that's really important to you. If your main goal with podcasting is to have really crystal clear production, say you're putting together like a narrative podcast that needs some really strong production, then it might be worth looking into XLR microphones. There's a couple of reasons why these microphones are better for crystal clear recordings. One of these being the way that the signal is converted. So when you record into a microphone, the way that, like we spoke about last week, the uh, diaphragm is being moved by your sound vibrations. That is moving either the coil in a dynamic microphone or the static charge in a, in a condenser microphone. That is being converted into an electrical signal. And that is an analog signal. You probably heard the term analog come up when talking about like music in terms of like a record player is an analog player whereas like cd is digital and a lot of like audio files and things would be like oh analog things sound so much better blah 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 you have analog recording equipment which a lot of people tell will tell you is a better more true uh, way of recording that the digital has like loses some quality or something uh, i'd love to say that i had well-trained enough ears to tell you if that was true or not it definitely was once but Digital stuff keeps improving every day. 
So I don't know how long that will be true for, but it's 100% true that there's something different about putting on a record player with a good pair of speakers and an album that was recorded at a reputable studio in like the 70s sounds so much different to a digital recording nowadays. That is undeniable. So I definitely, I guess there is some validity in that, some truth to it. But so it's producing, when you're recording into these microphones with your voice, it's producing an analog signal. But for your computer to record into Audacity or GarageBand or whatever, it needs to be a digital signal. So there has to be some place for that to convert. In a USB microphone, that conversion is happening inside the microphone. And because USB microphones tend to be at a lower price point for the consumer, and it's happening inside the mic, which already has all the other stuff that needs to be going on with a microphone, you can't necessarily rely on the fact that that's going to be the best quality equipment. The conversion that might be happening might be being taken place with subpar um, technology. When you are using an XLR, on the other hand, you have to plug an XLR lead into an audio interface for it to go into your computer. An audio interface is a little box that kind of acts as your computer's sound card, but it is a purpose-built device for acting as a sound card, converting that analog signal into a digital signal. Uh, it also gives you options of like more inputs. You can have like multiple microphones and instruments and stuff plugged in. Uh, it also gives you that phantom power option where you can be powering the condenser microphones like we were speaking about last week. And it allows you to also like monitor the gain and adjust the gain and stuff um, with a with a physical dial, which is handy. And it can give you like, like lights so you can tell if you're clipping and stuff. Now, these audio interfaces, especially ones built by reputable audio companies, are purpose-built pieces of equipment that specialize in converting an analog signal to digital. So you can rely on these to give you the best representation of the analog signal. Whatever studio around the world you go into will have an audio interface that is converting these analog signals into digital signals, unless they're record using analog recording equipment and recording to tape and stuff, but that's probably unlikely. Anyone who's using a computer and like Pro Tools or something will be using an audio interface. Another reason that you can get better sound from an XLR is because of the leads you can use. You can use balanced audio leads. These are basically like shielded cables that reduce the amount of electromagnetic interference that you get. So with audio equipment, the longer the cable that you're using, the more interference and noise that you're going to pick up just from the world. There's electromagnetic kind of noise and pollution everywhere and cables pick this up. That's, that's just, just a byproduct of how they work. With shielded cables, there's some protection from that and it reduces the amount of unwanted noise that you're picking up. Um, if you have to like, if your cables are like crossing over some other like power cables or something, there's going to be interference and noise. So being able to use shielded XLR cables is uh, a good way to reduce excess noise, that like low level buzz or hum that you get in a recording. And plus with an XLR microphone, you're, you're kind of entering the more professional sound world. There's definitely great professional USB microphones, but all of like the world's best microphones are XLR mics used for studio recording. So if that's super, super important for you and budget isn't a limiting factor, then 
definitely get a decent microphone, a decent audio interface, some decent, you know, shielded cables and go all in and get like the best recording you can. USB microphones are also great. I mean, I gave them a bit of a bash at the beginning because they obviously are doing the conversion themselves, but they don't need an audio interface. So they're already a million times more user-friendly. They just plug and play and go. And they are hugely popular. So the Blue Yeti, which I mentioned last week, is by far the most common microphone for podcasters and streamers, gamers, content creators. Everyone loves the Blue Yeti. I love my one. They look really nice. Um, but yeah, aside from that, they are very handy at just doing all the, the hard work, doing the converting the signal in the microphone and just getting it to your computer simply. They still sound great. And again, like I mentioned last week, most of the time our audio files are getting crushed down into MP3, downloaded to people's phones and listened to on like consumer, you know, cheap headphones anyway. So it's probably not too important, the difference between the two. If you've got your recording technique down and your setup and everything, you can mitigate a lot of those bad characteristics of a recording anyway, whether you're using a USB mic or an XLR mic. Something that I saw while I was recording this episode, while I was um, getting some information together for this episode, that I thought was cool, was the, it's made by Shure, and it's called an X2U, X2U, which I guess is XLR to USB. And it's a little like mini adapter thing, which I guess works just like an audio interface does, but without all the multiple inputs and phantom power and the monitor gaining and stuff like that. It's just a little connector that connects one end goes into XLR and one end is USB and it converts your microphone simply and easily like that. It kind of looks like an iRig if anyone's ever used that thing that you can plug your guitar into a into a headphone jack thing. Um, it's kind of like that and it looks pretty cool but I haven't used it so I couldn't tell you if it was good or not. But Shaw are a very good company so I'm sure it works. Uh, they sell it in a package with the SM58 so that people can use the SM58 as a USB microphone as well as a XLR. Uh, again, I think I mentioned before, but the Blue Yeti Pro is a Blue Yeti for microphone that offers an XLR option as well. So that can be great for using in studio. And yeah, I think that about covers it. Tune in next week for more microphone talk. We're going to be talking about the other stuff that you might need that goes with a microphone. So pop shields, mounts, stands, yada, yada, yada. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, head over to thepodfarm.com to find out more about what we do and how we can work together to produce a podcast that's ready to be heard by the world. You can also access our courses on the website. We have a free course on how to record and release a podcast for free using free equipment you might have around the house and free services. And we have a full course, which is a much more in-depth look at how to record, plan, buy equipment, edit, host, all those things. Uh, even There's even a bit of marketing in there. And there's downloadable resources on the website. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook at The Pod Farm. And until next time, we wish you all the best with your podcast.